Hey, welcome to our Public Church podcast. We hope this message blesses you today. For more information on Public Church, please see us on www.public.church. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. And we just right now, Holy Spirit, ask that you continue to build faith in our heart. Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I just pray, Lord... As this message goes forward, Lord, that it would ignite something within our hearts, Lord God, to continue to believe you, God, for more. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you've done. But Lord, we look forward to the great things that you're going to continue to do. Lord, you're looking for those whose hearts are fully devoted towards you. Lord, that's us. Lord, we want to see you move and we want to ask that you um, ignite something in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said... Amen. So let's keep filling out those forms and prayer requests. As Izzy was saying, our team are going to keep praying over those things. If you're believing for breakthroughs in the area of your business, if you're believing for breakthroughs relationally, if you're believing for breakthroughs, if you even want to just get closer to God in this season, it's not just about the stuff that God can do. Um, There's an emphasis at the moment in this series about fighting on our knees and seeing God move in our lives um, and and seeing things break through. But the heart and the, 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 the soul of this series is that we would actually become closer to God that our relationship would be enriched, that our intimacy with God would be enhanced, and that we would know God more. So let's have a look at the word this morning. Um, The sermon title for this one, for the Fight on Our Knees series is Ask, Seek, Knock, Repeat. That that title comes from this incredible passage of scripture. Some of us might know it well. Now let let me do a precursor here, sorry. Um, I'm believing that people, that there's three categories of people here that that you're in your walk with God. The first being that you're going to enhance or start a prayer life from this series, that your prayer life is going to be switched on. Others, it's going to be a reminder of of what you've already known, but it's going to be a bit of a shake-up as to, okay, it's time to really step on. And then I'm really believing that, that some people are really going to catch the heart of prayer in a whole new and and vibrant way as we learn about how Jesus taught about how he wanted his disciples or how he wants us to pray. So let's have a look at this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 12. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened unto you. Great, great promises there. This is Jesus is emphasizing this straight after he went through the Lord's Prayer. Renee started, she's going to be speaking into the Lord's Prayer um, as, 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 and enhancing that for us. But then as it goes through the Lord's Prayer, then Jesus is reinforcing it by using these analogies, by using these thoughts. Then verse 9 says, Which of you, um, if your son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I I just love this passage of Scripture because you've got to understand here that the the multitude are there. They're listening to Jesus' teaching and then he's going, okay, um, our Father who art in heaven, he goes through that. And then he goes on and reinforces, okay, now that I've taught you that, This is how I want you to pray. I want you to ask. I want you to seek. I want you to knock. If you ask, 
you're going to get an answer. If you, if you seek, you're going to find. And if you knock, the door is actually going to be opened unto you. Very, um, very powerful imagery, very powerful illustrations. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. I just love the fact that they're, they're verbs, they're doing words. It's the fact that Jesus is actually saying, hey, I'm actually calling you as my disciples, as, as intimate followers of me, as I'm teaching you how to pray. I'm, I'm, I want you to be aware that I'm calling you into the game. I'm calling you off out of the grandstands, out of the bleachers, to come onto the battlefield on the game of life. And I'm actually empowering you to realize that you can actually engage heaven. You can engage God for breakthrough in your heart, for breakthrough in your life, for breakthrough in your circumstances, if you just do these three things. Turn the person next to you and say, ask. Turn the person behind you and say, ask. See, this is the... the everyone turned around and you said it to the backs of their head. Well, well done. <laughs> Sorry. See, this is the thing, is this whole thing about ask. Let's have a look at this. My first point is that um, Philippians 4 verse 16 says, Don't worry about anything. Do not worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. I just love that passage right there where Jesus is saying, Hey, I don't want you to be anxious. I don't want you to worry. I don't want you to fear. I don't want you to get concerned about anything. But in all things, I want you to pray. That's everything. That's all things. That's every area of your heart. That's every area of your life. That's every fear that you're facing. That's every concern that you might be facing. See, I counsel and, and minister to a lot of people. And there's no doubt that what happens is, is subconsciously inside our heart, inside our minds... Negative thoughts, fears, and anxiety can creep into our heads and into our hearts. Sometimes subconsciously, we aren't even aware that it's going on. And we're just motoring through life and we're in survival mode and we're, we're just battling through and we're just trying to pay the bills and we're just trying to make it to the next weekend. And, and Jesus is saying, hey, I don't want you to be anxious, fearful, or concerned about anything but I want you to come to me in prayer about absolutely everything. I just love that right there, is that Jesus cares so much about what each and every one of us are going through. Jesus cares so much about our concerns, our anxieties, our fears. Jesus cares so much about our future that he wants to actually, he wants us to humble ourselves. See, this is the great thing about when you pray. You humble yourselves and you realize you can't do it all. You humble yourself and you realize, you know what, I can't accomplish everything. When you humble yourself, you realize I'm not measuring up, I'm not good enough. And at that place, that's the beauty of the gospel right there. That's when you acknowledge your need of Jesus. That's when you acknowledge your need of the Father. That's when you get led by the Holy Spirit and He empowers us when we actually humble ourselves and get on our knees and fight on the ground and say, God, I need you to move in this area. I need you to move in this part of my life. I need you to move in this area. I don't want to be bogged down and concerned anymore. So this is the thing, is the same amount of energy that
that it takes emotionally to focus on the concern and focus on the fear, that same amount of energy doesn't actually return anything back. So you're exerting all this energy on the fear, the concern, the, the care, and the cause, and you're, you're focusing all your energy on that, when you can actually be absorbing that energy and actually distributing it towards the promises of God, towards the Word of God, towards the things of God, to actually let Him know, hey, this thing's bogging me down. This thing's weighing me down. This thing is a heavy burden to carry. God, I cast all my cares upon You because You care for me. So here, God, I need You to intervene. I need You to move. So now... Rather than being bogged down, feeling stationary and static with the concern and the anxiety and the fear that the energy is already going that way anyway, it's nothing, it's not returning anything back other than just bogging us down. If we turn our attention and our energies to believing for where God wants to take us, for how God can overcome, how God can have the victory, how God can perform a miracle, how God can bring the breakthrough, how God can bring through the, the thing that is in your heart. See, that's the thing right there and then is what are you going to put your energy towards? Are you going to put your energy towards fear, anxiety, or concern because it's not going to return anything or are you going to put it towards faith and believe in God in prayer in all things? Can I hear an amen this morning? So let's have a look here is that is that in the second point, is that we need to seek God. So we ask and we seek. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, And you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I love that, with all of your heart. The, the imagery of seeking and going after things, I, I, I love that. I'm, I'm a competitive sportsman back in the day. I'm like Shane Willard was saying, that analogy that Shane Willard was using for those of you who are at church, he wasn't paying me out. He was just using a 45-year-old guy who used to have a good football career. <laughs> See, this is the thing. When you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. And sometimes we just seek God and, and pursue God in believing God for breakthroughs in the cool stuff, like, like a new job or a future partner or a pay rise, or a job promotion, or just, God, get me through this exam. You know, like, that, that's cool. But what about some of the areas of our heart that aren't the most desirable? What about some of the areas in our heart that are broken? What about some of the areas in our heart that we'd be ashamed or embarrassed if other people would knew that we were struggling in that area? Maybe that hidden part that we sort of just keep to ourselves See, God says, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. And I believe that over this next few weeks, that some of the areas in our heart that aren't the most desirable, some of the areas that we struggle in, if we turn them over to God and we seek God in that area of our life, if we seek God in that area of brokenness, I'm believing that God's going to create within us a new heart. He's going to create within us a new spirit. He's going to bring healing. He's going to bring repair. He's going to bring overcoming to give us the ability and the power to overcome in areas of weakness in our life. If you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. You know, this thing about seek is um, when I was a younger father and Georgia Ashen and Liam were little toddlers, we used to love playing hide and seek. Who, who, who loved playing hide and seek? 
I literally, as a grown adult, I'd love to still do it now, but it'd be a bit weird. So, uh, hey, teenagers, let's go and play hide and seek. It's like, oh, Dad, it'd be crazy, okay? But this is the thing, when they were younger, when they were toddlers, it was, it was so exciting to do hide and seek. They'd always come up and ask, Dad, can we play hide and seek? Now, what I would do is I'd really amp up the whole dramatic moment of doing hide and seek. I'd be like saying, guys, are you sure you want to play? Do you know what you're really asking? If you're saying you want to do hide and seek, when I catch you, I'm actually going to tickle you to death. You're going to lose your breath. You could potentially die. Like you're saying, oh my goodness, dad, that's so mean. That's so cruel. But this is the thing. It was like, when I catch you, I'm going to tickle you. So it was amping up the dramatics of it all. But then on the other side, it was like when I was doing the count from one to a hundred, I'm like, okay, hide and seek, coming ready or not. And then obviously doing the count, one, two, three, I'd start off really slow. And as I'd get towards a hundred, it would be like, 99, 100 would just be like so fast and it would be like, okay, I'm coming. When I'm going down the hallway, I'd be making big stomps with my feet to sort of, oh my gosh, dad's coming to strike fear in their hearts. You're like, gee, you are a cruel father. But this is the thing, is that in doing all that, see, God says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Ask, seek. When you're seeking God... There's a listen in the seek. It's not just this pursuit one way. It's a two-way relationship. And some of us, we're just like, God, I want this. God, I need that. God, God, do this. God, do that. God, do that. And he's saying, hey, 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 hey. This is a relationship. This is a two-way conversation. Thank you for seeking me. Thank you for coming after me. But he wants to speak to us in that quiet place. See, when I was seeking out to find the kids in hide-and-seek... I was listening for the little giggles while they might be in a cupboard or a closet together or behind the curtains or underneath the bed. I was listening for, for a sound or some motion or something like that. that. That's the same in our walk with God, in our way, in our prayer life. Maybe he wants to alert us to keep coming deeper into his presence. Maybe he wants to alert us that there's some fear in our heart that he wants to overcome. Maybe he's making us aware of the direction in which we're going and the pursuit of that thing might not be the healthiest and he's wanting to divert our energies and our attentions or our direction towards something else. See, this is the thing. When I was a young adult and I was believing for my future partner to be praying into that, God, I pray that you give me a, a great wife, a God-fearing woman, someone who's ready to sell out to the purposes of you, God. I'd pray that all the time. And in my seeking to find God, is this person the one? There'd be on occasions where I would be having conversations with, with another girl and I'd be like, God, is this the one? God, is she the one? And I felt God say, I'd get a slight no. There'd be like a, a lack of peace about pursuing that relationship. And God would just steer me away from that relationship towards someone else. Thank God I actually had to lose my license. So Renee started driving me around and taking me places when she was my life group leader. And we got to know each other. And God was working all things together for good for those who love him according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. See, this is the thing. When you seek him, you've got to, there's a, there's, a, there's a listen in the seek. But there's also, there's a wait in the seek. We live in a generation where it's like we need everything immediately. We can download the latest movie. We can download, you know, like the first time on Netflix, the, um, the Kevin Spacey, what, what's that um, series? The, what's that one? 
No, not Yellowstone. House of Cards. Like the, it was the first series ever where it came out about four years ago, five years ago. It comes out and they're dropping the whole series, 10 episodes, bang, in an instant. That's like normal now. Now they drop a whole series in an instant. I remember when in, back in the days, if there was a movie that was being released in America, you had to wait six to nine months for the movie to be released over here in Australia. And it's like, so, so we've grown up in this culture where everything's instantaneous. It's drive-through coffee. It's drive-through fast food. It's drive-through anything. Like you can download anything immediately. It's unbelievable. But this is the thing. That's not the culture of the kingdom of God. There's a waiting period that takes place where faith is, is cured, where faith is molded, where faith is fashioned, where faith is strengthened within our hearts. And so there's a wait that comes within the seek. And this is the thing, God's delays are not his denials. Listen to that. God's delays are not his denials. Just because it hasn't happened yet, just because you haven't seen the breakthrough, just because you haven't seen the instantaneous, immediate response of the hand of God because of your five-minute prayer, well, maybe God wants to do something deeper on the inside of you. There's an ask, a seek, and a knock, and then a repeat. An ask, seek, knock, repeat. Ask, seek, knock, repeat. Ask, seek, knock, repeat. Let's have, keep moving on here. So when you go towards the knock, Luke chapter 8, 1 to 8, this is another powerful analogy, and Jesus is really teaching us here how to pray. Jesus told his disciples and, and a, a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. See that Paul said to the Philippians, pray in all things, once again, Jesus is reaffirming and reinforcing it. Come on, you should always pray and not give up. So he said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he'd refused. But finally, he said to her, even though I, fear, I, I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring justice for his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. So this is the thing. Is Jesus is reinforcing and instilling confidence and instilling encouragement and is instilling insight here is as we're people, as we draw near to God, that we ask, seek and knock. I want to ask you, in your prayer life, what are you believing God for? If you're asking, what are you believing God for? Are you asking for big things? Are you asking for small things? Are you asking just about things to improve your quality of life? Or are you asking for God to do deep things in your heart? Ask, seek, knock. Are you asking God to help you in your relationships? Are you asking God to help you in your marriage? Are you asking God to help you in, in, in the purpose and the plan and the will and the calling of God to be outworked in your life? Do you get a confidence as you pursue that? See, this is the thing. If I could get Ash to come up on the keys, that would be amazing is that as we ask, seek, and knock, we're seeing this woman with the unjust judge 
where Jesus is using an analogy of keep, get up, go again. Get up, go again. Get up, go again. Get up, go again. Knock, keep on knocking. Ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Ask, seek, knock, repeat. There's this, there's this shameless persistence, another version actually uses that sort of language, the amplified version. This shameless persistence. This persistence that isn't neat and tidy. It's, it's, it's relentless. It's like when you're going after something because you feel it. She was unduly dealt with. And so within her, she kept pestering the unjust judge. Maybe there's some circumstances or some situations that right now, they're not fair. They're not right. Maybe they're wearing you down. Well, God's given us a roadmap to seeing breakthrough in that position, breakthrough in that place, to come and bring that to Him and pray. Pray it through. You know what I've found sometimes? Sometimes I've prayed for things, opportunities, um, doors to open. And as I've been praying and seeking God, because I've been coming daily to Him, within that, He's saying, you know what, that, that's actually not going to be good for you. Or I, I, I don't want that for you right now. Or, do you know what? You're going after that for all the wrong reasons. And, and this is the power. And it is, it's, sometimes it's very hard to articulate. But in, in our personal walk with God, as we're asking, seeking, knocking, it's not that we're trying to twist God's arm to do our will. It's in the ask and the seek and the knock as you're pursuing God in His presence, where He can begin to reveal things to you. But this is the thing, is you have not because you ask not. And so, so that, that's one of the passages of Scripture in the Bible. But within the asking, that's also where a refining takes place about the condition of our heart and where things are at and why we're going after those things. Maybe there's some areas in our life where maybe we don't have a strong prayer life. Maybe we're just going through the motions. But God's beckoning. He's calling you. He's not putting His thumb down on you need to pray, you need to pray, you need to pray, you need to pray. See, in His presence, there's fullness of joy. He wants to draw us into the place, the secret place of the Most High. There's a peace that's there that's beyond all human understanding, all human comprehension. And he wants to take it, like Renee said last week, from repetitive spiritual prayers to personal intimate relationship with him. And that doesn't mean we can't ask. That doesn't mean we can't seek. That doesn't mean we can't knock and petition about God, about seeing breakthrough in our life. In fact, he's encouraging us for that. But he's not just a genie in a bottle where we've got our three wishes. He, he's, he wants to walk with us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to encourage us. He wants to speak to us about some areas in our heart. But as we seek Him with our whole heart, that's when we find Him.
And so we're going to be open to what He wants to say, to what He wants to do. And it's not my will, God, but your will. And that's when the alignment happens in the seek. That's when the alignment happens in the pursuit. So we see here a prayer that I pray every single morning. Is God, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, I'm available. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say. I pray that same prayer every single morning, not as a repetitious prayer to get favour with God, but it's a genuine prayer from my heart because it keeps me humble and it keeps me realising that I'm not here for me, but I'm here for you, God. I'm here to reach people. I'm here to be obedient. I want to be a fully devoted follower of you, Jesus. So therefore, lead me, guide me, use me in any particular way. My prayer this week is is as we ask, seek and knock and then repeat, that we don't get frustrated or impatient, that we cultivate a disciplined, personal prayer life with God, one that is interactive, that's two-way, one where we won't just do all the talking and all the, the mutterings, but we actually listen for God to give feedback, direction, and give us leadings. And I really believe that over the next few weeks, as, as we do this, that God's going to supercharge our personal walk with Him. We're going to be closer to Him and we're going to hear His voice more clearly than ever before. And we will see miracles. We will see breakthroughs. We will see prayers answered. But more importantly, amongst all the stuff that God can do, which He can, is that we're actually going to have a deeper faith and a deeper trust in God, that He's in control and that He's, we're in the palm of His hand, that He's a Father that knows how to give us good